black lady. I'll take care of Cleopatra Jones. Cleopatra Jones, starring Tamara Dobson. Co-starring Bernie Casey, Brenda Sykes, Esther Rowe, and Shelley Winters as Mommy. Hello, and welcome to Viva Action, the movie podcast where we're talking all things action movies. The good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. What's up? What's up? This How much? Is, uh, this is, a. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the <laughs> first time you've seen our faces. Well, except for on Instagram, but... Well, yeah, we do have... We've got some pictures up there, but yeah. this is the first time in, in motion. I know. who in motion. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, did I ask how you were doing already? No. Okay, how are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm vibing. That's good. I'm chilling and grilling, you know? Sure. What are you grilling? Uh, Crimps on the Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) So I realized um, because we're uploading like the video to this, to Mm -hmm. to YouTube, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to get to watch all of our mistakes. Yeah. um, Because I'm not going to be able to edit it. If you listen to the, to the audio, you can hear the moments where I edit out all of our ums and ahs, but, um, Um... but this is a, (laughs) <laughs> this is fun and unedited which hell yeah that might be tedious as hell i don't know but we'll hey. find out oh now i just lost track um Uh-oh. well it this, happens. Is our, this is our first time doing this remotely hell it's yeah it it's is. not it's not for any good reason it's just <laughs> lack of time <laughs> yeah yeah but we're very busy people we are very busy i'm busy um running around the outback um and completely naked. Completely naked. It's really <laughs> a sight to see, but um <laughs> Yeah. And uh you're busy being a, a Twitch streamer. Yeah. Um as as we can tell from the cat ear headphones. Yeah. What are you streaming? <laughs> it's just twenty four seven nine cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you rocking back and forth yeah, in the corner. Just, just going, Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. But um this is a podcast yeah, supposedly um theoretically theoretically where we uh theoretically talk about movies sometimes yeah um and this week we talked about a movie we watched cleopatra jones yep which is i actually a... just finished it probably 30 minutes ago <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well okay so here's what happened uh, i tried to watch it last night and then i got very sleepy so i went to bed and then i finished it this morning that's okay. I uh, I watched it last week, and then I watched like half of it again on Thursday. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so I, it's like fresh in the brain. I didn't finish the other half, so well, um, probably most of our discussion will be focused on the first half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I remember what happens. I'm just like, yeah. I, you know, yeah, it's murkier, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, we watched Cleopatra Jones. It's a 1973 black exploitation action film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Tamara Dobson as Cleo or Cleopatra, Cleopatra Jones, as she's sometimes called. The film also co-stars Bernie Casey, Antonio Fargus, Shelley Winters, and Dan Fraser. The film, what? go ahead. What? Why does that name sound familiar? Dan Fraser. Is he in something that I know? I don't know. I didn't recognize anything else that he was in, but okay. um, it just sounds. Maybe I'm just thinking of the other Fraser. Brendan Fraser. You might be thinking of Brendan Fraser. You might be thinking of the TV show Fraser. Um, a TV show called Fraser. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a '90s sitcom. Oh, yeah. Eh, fair enough. Um, that's <laughs> that's fun for the listeners. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is how my brain works. That's okay. The film has an 80% cr- 
critical score on Rotten Tomatoes with a 45% audience score, which is interesting. Normally That's... you see those two numbers flipped. Yeah. Um, Very strange. It is strange, but just to give a brief synopsis from IMDb before we get into our uh, discussion, in case you've never seen the movie before. Um, during the 1970s, U.S. Special Agent Cleopatra Jones proves to be an invaluable asset to the local police forces in the war on drugs. Sure. That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, that's, that was it. What do, do we ever know what agency she's actually a part of, or is she just like generic special agent? I think it's I think it's just like generic special agent. I don't because uh, she shows a badge at one point and it just says like U.S. special agent. Yeah, so I, I got no idea. It's yeah. just, I was thinking FBI, but that didn't really make any sense because no. she was like overseas. So then I was thinking <laughs> CIA, but no, just uh, just generic. Special Run, agent. Kroger brand, great value. Special <laughs> agent. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the, the critical information. Um, so before we get into the the broader plot and the, the themes of the film and some some background, um, what did you think of it? It was actually pretty good. I don't mm-hmm. understand the 45%. Like that was actually kind of a banger movie. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like it's not I mean, I think I don't know where it comes. I think sometimes with Rotten Tomatoes, I think because it's like, you know, obviously they didn't have Rotten Tomatoes in the 70s. They just have it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> From now. So I think like if you're like a modern viewer, like it's not, um, you know, it's it's got some like outdated stuff in it. It's a oh, little bit sure. a whole bunch of stuff yeah. that we'll talk yeah, about. It's, but, it's a product of its time. Yeah, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it it can. Uh, I think it could jar you if you're not used to this kind of film. Yeah, there was a couple moments where I was like, "Whoa, I they <laughs> said that for sure." Uh, so there's a lot of um, leering at women. Um, yes, there's a lot of like Cleo like entering or exiting a room and somebody being like, "Hot dog, let me get uh, some yeah. of that," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her car, though. Oh, it's great. I love that car. Yeah, there. I don't know. It was, I could tell it was very 70s. Like, it looks like it was shot on the same camera as Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when the, when the Warner Brothers symbol popped up at the very beginning, it was like the fuzziest fucking thing ever. And I was like, <laughs> damn, this shit's old. I miss that logo. Like, it doesn't... Oh, same. I mean, I wasn't alive when it was really in use, but like, Whenever you see it pop up, like on an uh-huh. old movie, I'm like, damn, they should still use that because that's like a that's a fire logo. It's so good. It's great. Yeah, I do have a I have a special place in my heart for like old timey, like movie logos. Like there's the like black and white like Universal logo that I really love. It's I love like that stop one. motion like yep. globe. Um, yeah, that one's great. I love the what's the lion one. Oh, the uh, MGM logo. MGM, yeah, I like yeah. that one. That one's Just great. Having like a live lion. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was probably all doped up too. Oh, you know? probably like was... cocaine bear, but they yeah. <laughs> meth lion. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they shot that in like the 20s or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, and then oh. the lion proceeded to eat like five people. Oh yeah, yeah. All the executives are dead now because, or well, we're dead yeah. then. They're dead yeah. now anyway. But yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the background and stuff of it because um, I've thrown around this word a few times and I haven't really like properly explained it. But this is what's called a black exploitation film. Um, so if you aren't familiar with, with what that means, I am not. Um, so there was this film movement in the seventies, um, especially like the early seventies, a whole bunch of what were called exploitation films started to come out. So it was these like sort of like lower budget, sometimes independent, sometimes like studio funded movies that were produced to kind of like exploit a certain market. So um, if we, you know, if you look at like something like 
we talked about this in a previous episode, like Bruce exploitation films. There were these movies that were made to like capitalize on like Bruce Lee and his popularity and stuff. So you have like all these different subgenres. Um, some are quite broad, like black exploitation is just really kind of thrown together to mean any kind of movie that was made in this era that was like made to like exploit the black audience. So um, they use a lot of like common themes and, and characters and things, but um, there's like way more specific like exploitation films like there's like a nun exploitation <laughs> and there's like <laughs> like nazi exploitation what the hell and like just all kinds of like whack shit Damn. but um black exploitation movies i i i found a little um like explanation for it so this was a, i got this from wikipedia um, which I know you're not supposed to quote Wikipedia, but you know what? This isn't an academic essay. This is a podcast. Oh, yeah. This isn't high school. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, teachers. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially you, Mrs. Uh, uh, Jones. I'm looking at you. Mrs. Jones. Was that actually one of your teachers? No, I, I couldn't oh. think of an actual teacher I had. <laughs> oh. Imagine calling him out on our fucking podcast. <laughs> Somebody like sends them a clip and they're like, do you know this guy? <laughs> no, I don't. What the fuck? Um, so this is a, it's uh, so Wikipedia defines um, black exploitation as an ethnic subgenre of the exploitation film that emerged in the United States during the early 1970s. Right. Which is kind of what I already said. Um, yeah. But I found a slightly better definition, and this is from uh, Vincent Canby. He was a writer in the New York Times in the 1970s. Um, and he wrote this in an article that he wrote. He said, Black exploitation films were those supercharged, bad talking, highly romanticized melodramas about Harlem super studs, the pimps, the private eyes, and the pushers who more or less single handedly make Whitey's world corrupt, safe for black pimping. Black private eyeing and black pushing. <laughs> what? Yeah. Man, why don't we write like that anymore in our papers? What I know. Like, I, I, I think whitey should be used more. I think that's... <laughs> yup. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Sorry, white white viewers. I just used a... Uh, actually, don't you mean whiteies? Oh, sorry, whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put I'm going to put that in the intro now. It's like Oh yeah. As always is my whitey co-host. Grayson. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of like what black exploitation films were. They they were made so originally they were made for they were made by black creators, specifically like black writers and filmmakers, mm-hmm. like independent uh filmmakers. Um the very first black exploitation film that they talk about is this movie it's completely insane, um, but it's called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. That's like the first Wait. one. And it, it's got like all kinds of Z's in it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. How many Z's? Like six. <laughs> Incredible. Hi. But that movie was, um, oh gosh, are we getting a dog preview? Oh shit! There she is. Hi, Mercury. She's come to say hi. Anywho, anyway, uh, sorry. When there's a dog, you got to show the dog. You got to show the dog. I had a dog in here, but um, he got bored and he left. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Now the door's closed, so he's not allowed to come back in. Oh. Um. Yeah. But so so that movie, um, kind of started like what we think of now as the black exploitation movement, which mm-hmm. in a modern context, like, and even at the time they're kind of criticized for, um, like exploiting a lot of like stereotypes. So, you know, you have like things like the pimp and like yeah. the pusher and, and stuff like that. But modern critics and, and some critics at the time too have rightly pointed out that like, black exploitation films kind of like filled this niche that didn't really exist before, which was like when, when the black power movement was kind of happening and like the feminist movement and, and civil rights movements and stuff, um, 
there there kind of became this like push for you know audiences wanting to see themselves on screen right and prior to something like sweet sweet back you didn't see like black people in that kind of role right like one that kind of because the movie itself is about like he's like a, a prostitute and a pimp and like all these other things and it's like you know not even though that's not necessarily like a good role model it was right. kind of like that was the first time like a black audience had seen like a film that kind of reflected that reality if you know what I, like you know even though it's like not great it's like yeah it's it, they're they're getting something right they're not just getting something but it's like it's a movie that kind of reflects like what the black experience is you know yeah. um and it's the first time that they had like black heroes and heroines who like had a substantial role in the movie and like talked like real people and like yeah you know kind of had so it's, it's interesting but cleopatra jones is also interesting because it kind of comes like towards the end of that era and it comes at this point where like big movie studios realized that there was money to be made in this this movement and so they started like hiring like white writers and white directors to write these movies and so cleopatra jones is interesting because it's like on the one hand it falls into that genre yeah. but on the other hand it is very like clean compared to a lot of these other movies like Really? There's not really any nudity, like, oh, um, yeah. you know, the drug use is kind of like, it's there, but it's like kind of off to the periphery. Yeah, we um, don't need like anybody actually doing drugs. Right. And like talked about. Yeah. And like Cleopatra herself, like, even though she is like this black heroine, she's also like working inside like the white system, you know, like, yeah. Like she works with like white cops and she's working for the government. So it's it's kind of interesting because it's like it kind of has a foot in both worlds, but um yeah, sorry to talk your your ear off. But yeah. that's oh no 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 that's fine. I, yeah. I don't I don't know anything about this. When you said black exploitation the first time, um when we were deciding what to watch, I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> um and like I had never heard of any of this. And so yeah. it's good information to know. It's very it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's, I don't know, I, I'm a big fan of like this era in like movie making because it's like, it's a lot of like, it's kind of like you don't really get this kind of thing anymore. Like, like these like super like crass, like edgy kind of dirty movies. Yeah. Like, um, you know, every, a lot of movies now are very cleaned up and like you don't see a lot of the like, I don't know, the just like nitty gritty. The nitty gritty, the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Not the gritty. But yeah, so we'll 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 get into the actual movie now because I'm, I think I've I've done enough uh, film student uh, vomiting at you. Yeah, that's fine. You can always vomit on me. Oh, anytime, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yep. That one goes up on our OnlyFans. <laughs> that we totally have. Oh yeah. Of course. Oh, this is fun for the, the YouTube viewers, me clearing my throat. Yeah, uh, and I was going to say, I've been yawning like a fucking maniac, so I do apologize for that. That's okay. Uh, it's just, I'm sleepy. We'll have a Grayson yawning cam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. It'll just zoom in slowly yeah. every time you start to yawn. Excellent. Well, one thing right right at the start that um, I, w I wanted to mention, a, a big, like, thing in a lot of like black exploitation films is like the music and oh. one thing i just want to say right at the top is that i feel like if there's one thing that's missing from like modern movies it's your movie having a theme yeah like a theme song yeah because i just love that this movie just starts with like cleopatra's theme yeah and it's like it's like funky but there's like it a guy is. who's like explaining the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The m music in this movie was just phenomenal. It's fantastic. Um, I found myself occasionally like kind of like bopping along to oh, it. Yeah. Slapped so hard. It's a lot of like, like bass guitar and yeah. like saxophone and like oh. you know just jamming. I love a good saxophone. Who doesn't? Weirdos. But I do like I I. 
Because I feel like now, like, it's kind of unusual for, like, a movie to not have, like, just a regular classical score. Yeah. But I I think it's fun when you watch, like, a movie from the 70s and it's just a lot of, like, you know, just just funking around. I I know. I know. Like, yeah, now it's, like, you got to get, like, Eminem and all these people to write (laughs) very specific songs for the movie. Venom. Yep. And then it's, like, there's no, like... No character to it, you know? Yeah. Like, they didn't go onto some, like, royalty-free website and went, oh, yeah, this sounds funky. Slap right. that bitch in there. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah, I love the music. I think it really tied the whole movie together. I think so. And I, I like I said, I like that it's, like, the lyrics are just somebody being like, it's Cleopatra. She's a funky, sweet girl. You know, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ideal music right there. It is. Um, and I, I, even just like the, like ambient music, I think is great. Like oh, so good when she's just like walking down the street and it's just like, bow, 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 you know, it's just like, yeah. um, it's so good. But w- one thing this movie borrows from, in addition to like the black exploitation thing is it borrows a lot from like spy movies. I feel like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like James Bond movies and stuff. Yeah. Cause I feel oh, like that- there is a bit of like her, like coming around a corner with like a gun you know and stuff oh like yeah that. well and like even like the combat was very like <laughs> it was a kind of ridiculous it, it was clear yeah. that we were like at the end of that like 60s era where like mm-hmm. combat was like the i bring this up all the time but it's like the double-fisted fucking <laughs> hit to the back right yeah but you could tell that they were starting to kind of figure out how to do combat choreography mm-hmm. and yeah it was like as I was watching it, it was almost like like I was watching a comic book because I could just imagine like the pow, yes, and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. But, no, I yeah, I, it's I agree. Very, yeah, it's very James Bondy. Yes, and the, the I think the first like action sequence is the best, not the best one, but one of the best ones. Where so the the, the plot basically like I read the synopsis, but it doesn't really explain like properly what's going on in the movie. But Cleopatra. Um, she lives, you know, she's from this kind of, uh, urban neighborhood. I don't know if they ever fully explain where it is, but I think it's supposed to be like Los Angeles. Um, That's what I was thinking. Either that or like New York. Yeah. It looks more like LA, I think. Cause yeah. you see like palm trees and stuff, but, yeah. um, and, and the place that Cleopatra is from has this like resident drug Lord named mommy. Oh um, God. She was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I hate any time that she referred to herself as mommy. Yeah. I was like, can you not do that maybe? Yeah, it's very it's, it's it's real hard to watch at times. Yeah. But she's like the she's like the big boss of like their area. Um yeah. so she's like a drug lord and she's like a like a mafioso. Um and she we we open the movie with like Cleopatra like blowing up one of her poppy fields. Yeah. Um, in some vague uh, Middle Eastern country, we don't. I think it's supposed to be Turkey, but yeah. But it, it looked like it was filmed in Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally just like right outside my house. Yeah, I'm I sure it was. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, in in retaliation, mommy uh, orders like a, a police raid on um, this uh, like rehab facility. And like community center that Cleopatra uh, helps to fund, and so the rest of the movie is kind of like Cleopatra like trying to like get to mommy, and mommy like just sending goons at at Cleopatra and and trying to kill her and and whatever. Oodles um, of goons. Oodles of goons. <laughs> um, there's a few other like little side plots and things, but so the the opening uh, uh, fight sequence that I was talking about that I think is great is. Uh, Cleopatra's like coming back to to the U.S. Oh. and she's at the airport, and yeah. mommy sends like a couple of goons to like get her at the airport, and they're like looking around for her, and you, they like don't know where she is, and then we finally see her, and she's on the like luggage claim, the baggage claim, like, the yeah. baggage claim. <laughs> and she does like a couple of like really long kicks. Oh yeah, and, they were- uh, there's a there's a great moment where like she kicks one guy. And then one guy like goes for his like pistol and she does like a like a real slow like fall back and like grabs her gun and like shoots at him like 12 times. 
<laughs> yeah, even though it was like a revolver that she yeah. had that only had six rounds. <laughs> um, but I think it's great, and it's just like the music just like kicks in. Yeah, um, awesome. it's it was it was very good because the way they died too was spectacular. Also, one of the goons that was sent had just mm. the worst haircut. Yes, he did. I wrote that down as a note. It was awful. It's I was really like, bad. Dude, it's see a barber or something. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Because it's like it's like stringy, <laughs> but he's like he's like he's got like a real like high, you know, forehead. Yeah, but then he's got these super long like sideburns. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Yeah, he was the worst. Yeah, that whole fight scene was hilarious. I can't I cannot like fully remember it. All I know that it was I just I was laughing. Yes. Because it was like it was very ridiculous, and I think it set the tone for the rest of the movie. I was like, okay, I kind of know what yeah. to expect now. What's kind of cool about like this movie that I think a lot other black exploitation films can can do, but I think it's kind of unique to this one is like they do a good job like balancing like the heavy themes with yeah. like the more like fun like spy stuff because there's definitely like this movie it's not unique in like the kind of some of the stuff that it's talking about but um like what a lot of black exploitation movies talk about is like the way that like the black community has kind of been left with like these like problems that are created by like the white power structure yeah um, and so there's like this, the big theme in this one is like drug abuse and like, yeah. you know, kind of how like, it's like white, it's like the white, you know, like the police and these like white drug lords that are like putting drugs into like the ghettos. But like, you know, Cleopatra like funds this like rehab center, um, which is led by Ruben, um, who's kind of like her love interest slash like uh, confidant, like partner um and there's a really like tense scene like right at the beginning where the police like come to like raid the house um but what i loved about that scene is like it's like really tense but i like that they give like the black characters like like a voice in that scene like they're not just the victims like right ruben in particular like you know the cops are like trying to threaten him and he's like He's like, if you point that gun at me, I'm gonna shove it up your ass sideways or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yeah, the the threats that he was giving were very creative, and yeah, yeah I also really like that. Like, because a lot of times when we see like raids in like film or TV or whatever, it like the the people getting raided, they are just like the victims, and like nobody's listening to them, and there's no right. like. It's it's very clear that like the police are just ex- like exercising all of their power and not really giving a fuck. But yeah, in this like yeah, it was still like a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, it it seemed like the the black people had a lot more. They just had a lot more say agency. and agency. That's the word. Thank you. Yes. They had a lot more agency in and control in the situation. And like the, the, like, I don't know what he was. He wasn't like the captain, mm-hmm. uh, but that one thought uh, he like was very, it was very clear that like, this was a bad idea and that yeah. he had, wasn't fully on board, but it was almost like out of his control that it happened. Right. One, one, uh, I'll come back to the scene in a second because I, I have some more things I want to say. But one character that I I just adored throughout the whole movie is the police chief. Oh, yeah. he's, yeah. he's just wonderful. Like yeah, I love he that he's, he's like he respects Cleo. Like he knows yeah. that she's like you know um, this like badass you know agent or whatever. But I like that he's just this like he's almost like a like a buffoon. Like he's just yeah. like. But he's also just sick of everyone's shit. Like, uh, yeah. I like at the beginning, he's like, <laughs> he has this line where, you know, he's talking about, because he's mad that they did the raid on this house, right? Because he knows yeah. that Cleo's going to be upset about it. Yeah. And um, there's a moment where they're like, sorry, chief, you know, we couldn't reach her or whatever. And he's like, they got this new invention. It's called the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, that was a very good line. I 
Oh, that was a good line. I like that very much. It, he reminded me of um you remember in Hidden Figures? Yeah. Um when uh uh that black woman got transferred or like had to work in that one area that was just like oh, yeah. all white people, but anytime mm-hmm. she had to use the bathroom, she had to go like all the way to a different building. Right. And finally the like head of that department or whatever just mm-hmm. got fed up with it because he was like there was like one day where he was like hey where is she and they were like well, i think she went to the bathroom and he's like where the hell does she go to the bathroom to and they were like well the only bathroom that she can go to he got all fed up and he took like a wrench or something and yeah. he just broke the colored sign off of the door and yeah. he went there use any bathroom you want i don't care <laughs> it's very much that vibes yeah um so yeah he was he was a fantastic character I do, I do like the trope of like guy who is too tired for racism. Like, <laughs> it's it's a good trope. Yeah, they're so they're so much more interested in like other things that they're like, I don't have time to be racist. <laughs> I like I got science to do, or I got a whole precinct to run. Right, I can't deal with any of this crap right now. Yeah, I, I one thing I I thought was funny is like, I. I What's funny about this movie, and I mean, it's kind of just something you deal with when you watch like old movies, is the way that people will just say like the most out of pocket like thing, and then (laughs) yeah, the female character will just kind of ignore it or just like whatever. But like, there's a moment where he's like talking to Cleo on the phone, and he's like, he's like, "How are you after the the airport attack?" And she's like. Uh, my body is fine, and he's all it's magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was a little weird. I was like, I was like, you dirty old man. <laughs> yeah, can I say too that the the costumes in this movie too were phenomenal. Oh yeah, They're yeah, very good. Everybody is like dressed to the nines at like all, all time. Yeah, just like twenty four seven. Like they go to sleep in that shit almost. Mm. Like. A- uh, I love that, like Cleo's first outfit when she's in the desert. Oh my is, god! Like, this like, you know, floor length like fur coat. Yeah. She like whips over her shoulder like when it, she's like standing, and it has a raccoon tails sewed <laughs> to the bottom of it. I was like, God <laughs> damn! And then she just like orders a fucking airstrike on some yes. on a poppy field with a Cold War era fighter jet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny. It's a great intro. I think that's where all the budget went to was that fighter jet. I think so because those explosions look very expensive. Yeah, they had to have been. Yeah, and I love that like, like Ruben, her like her like boyfriend. He's also like always just wearing like the best. Like he's got these like uh-huh. great suits that he wears. Um, his afro is always like perfectly like manicured. Oh, oh yeah, and the hair like. Aside from that one white guy that mm. had just like the rattiest <laughs> nest on his head, everybody's hair was just on point. It's it on was point. Like, so good. At all times. Like Cleo, yeah. like Cleo never has a curl out of place. Like she's nope. just like it's literally perfect. What I think is interesting about Cleopatra Jones, um, specifically like who plays her, her name is Tamara Dobson. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, before she was an actress, she was a model. Oh. Um, and part of part of the reason that you can kind of tell she was a model is because she's super tall. Um, yeah. she's six two, but I mean, oh, in every fuck. I know, but in every like scene, she's wearing like heels, so she's always like, oh yeah, just know, like six, six five. five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, um, I I did notice that she was just so tall. She's very tall, and they they have her do a lot of kicks, and I think it's yeah. you know because she's got long legs, but it is kind of funny because yeah. like you know, the goon will be standing next to her and then she kicks and the foot goes like all the way over his head. Yeah. Um, I, I like that the fight scenes only took like, cause like the, in the very end, like she was like kicking somebody and she hit him like twice. And like, all of a sudden he was just like bloodied. Yeah. Right. She like, she hit him like, I think once in the stomach and then like brought her foot down on his back. And then she threw him against a chair, whole yeah. body just like scratched up. And I was like, all right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Yeah. It kind um, of, it kind of like reminded me cause like, and I know that they probably did this because 
fight choreography back then was still kind of rough. Yeah. But seeing her only take or like give like two to three hits max and incapacitate somebody. It's like that same idea that we were talking about way at the beginning when we first started this podcast of like seeing these people as like superheroes. And I know she wasn't like a real person, but like this wasn't a superhero movie, but the way that she was like fighting was almost superhero. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I read somewhere, I think it might have been on Wikipedia, and then I tried to find like their source for it, but I couldn't find it. But supposedly this was like one of the first black exploitation films um, that advertised itself as being like a martial arts film. Um, oh, really? Which I don't really get the sense of. I mean, we'll talk about like there's two side characters who their whole deal is like kung fu. Yeah. Um, but what what one thing that I was kind of disappointed by was like those guys don't ever really get to do anything. Yeah, I know. Um, which was it's, so we'll, we'll talk about them. They're they're these um, I can't remember their names, but they're two brothers. Oh um, uh, yeah yeah yeah. And they they have like a like a karate studio. Yeah. Um, and the first time you meet them, they're like sparring with each other, and Cleo comes in as like because they you know she needs their help to like track somebody. They're like we'll help you out if you can like beat us in a fight or whatever. Um, and then she just like kicks their asses and it's great. It's um, awesome. But what I loved about them too, was they also had great outfits. Like, Oh yeah. They're always wearing like these like blue, like suits yeah. and they've got like a headband on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. they show them off like as like these karate guys, but then they don't really do any karate. Like they mostly yeah. just chase people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of a lot of karate, and yet there was a lot of just chasing. There was that one car chase. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yes, I enjoyed that immensely. Also, the guns were okay. Some of the guns were okay. There was mm-hmm. one gun though that Cleo had. It was when that guy on the roof was like shooting down at them. Yeah, and she just pulls out this machine gun, seemingly I think from nowhere. <laughs> And it just has like the stupidest looking barrel ever. It's oh like, yeah, I know it's like about, yeah. flared at the at the end, and <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" And then I I don't know if you noticed this, but when they cut to like face on, and she was like running towards the camera, and mm-hmm. she lifted the gun towards the camera, I could have sworn that you could tell that that wasn't a real gun because the barrel didn't exist. <laughs> Like you could see just like where they had stuck that weird like barrel on, yeah, to just like a block of something, and it didn't it. it didn't go all the way through. <laughs> I would have to watch it again, but I was like, oh, uh, there you go. I believe that. Yeah. Um, so. but we didn't. We haven't talked so much about like some of the other side characters, yeah. but there's another. There's a, there's kind of like so there's like the police chief who's kind of a big side character. There's Ruben, who's her boyfriend, who's kind of the big, uh, like love interest kind of thing. But then there's this this third uh, kind of side character, um, who's just a just a wonderful delight. Uh, his name's Doodlebug. Oh, um, I was so sad he, when he died. I was sad too. And, and you're not supposed to be, I think, because he's supposed to be like a drug dealer. Uh, yeah. Um, but just his whole style and like oh. his goons were so funny, like. <laughs> They're just these, like, dim-witted, like, you know, like, guys that he hangs out with who are just, like, every second being, like, you heard him right, baby, or whatever, you know. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I That whole every time. What did he say? He's like, if you say that's right one more time, I don't know what he said. It It was so funny, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, those goons were hilarious. And that whole scene when we first meet him in like his little like lounge or whatever, I thought it was very funny because like Cleo walks in, his mm-hmm. goons try and like rough her up a little bit. She kicks one of their asses, and then they're just like talking like buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys are not friends, but okay. Yeah. That's just it's I mean, this movie's kind of like it has like a sort of like heightened reality, I guess. Yeah. Like it's kind of kind of not the real world. Um, but what I love about Doodlebug is he's like this like 
you know, he's he's supposed to be this like small time player, um, you know, in this this uh, uh, hierarchy of drug dealers or whatever. But yeah, I like that he's got this like, you know, he's always carrying like a cane and he's got this yeah. like crazy suit. Um, and, he, and just, he just has such a charisma about him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that the performer just plays him like? Yeah, just you know, he's just. Every time he's on screen, you're like, "Oh, there he is, <laughs> the, the guy that there's that guy, the legend." Yeah, Doodlebug's the best. He is great. Uh, real shame that he died. I thought he was yeah. gonna fucking. I thought he was gonna make it out of there, but no, no, he he uh, he bites the dust. Which you know, yeah. he his death is like pretty brutal. Like they they oh it is they really just destroy him. Yeah, they they ventilate him pretty good. Yeah, poor guy. Um, I mean, I guess he had it coming, but yeah, I mean, in that line of business, you know, there's always that risk. Yeah. Um, Um, I really hate, and I don't want to, I don't like saying your name. I hate mommy. (laughs) Like she was just the worst character. I don't know if like the actor did a good job of portraying just like the most insufferable motherfucker around or if she did a bad job portraying that character. I mean, I think she does a good job insofar as like she is just chewing the hell out of like every scene that she's in. Um, uh, yeah. Also, what was with the ass grab? Yeah, that one thing I think you could rightly criticize this movie for is, is it it doesn't have a great depiction of uh, like lesbianism because um, I, I think it's implied that mommy is supposed to be like you know attracted to women. Uh, ah. But she's also this like horny monster, which is like (laughs) (laughs) this horny monster. Yeah, not not great, you know, in terms of like a depiction of of um, somebody who is a lesbian. But yeah, um, it's kind of just one of those things. It's like it's a product of the time. Um, Yeah. But one thing I read, which was kind of interesting, is that like mommy and Cleopatra Jones are both supposed to be kind of like these like threats to like white um, patriarchy. Right. Because like Cleo is like this like strong black woman who has like a place in society. Right. Like she's, she's worked her way into the government and she's got like this respectable job in this position of authority. But on the flip side of that, mommy is like a white woman who also has a position of power and she's a criminal and she's like a lesbian. And so like, she's like this other threat to like white masculinity. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting. I mean, it, it is. If you, if you take that one step further, it, it's kind of like, I don't know how well that translates because she does get, you know, like um, killed, but um, yeah. Dropped from a crane. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's one way to go, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, but you're right. She is kind of hard to hard to parse. Yeah, it's just like the way that she was delivering her lines was. I don't know. It just it was like nails on a chalkboard every yeah. time she was talking. So it, either that was a good thing because it made me hate the character, or it was a bad thing because it's just bad acting. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's hard to tell. I yeah. can't tell if I if I liked her performance or not, but it's certainly yeah. memorable. Oh yeah, I'll never forget it. And yeah, she did Doodlebug wrong. She did injustice for Doodlebug. Honestly, I do like that she kind of just churns through all her goons, though. Like, yeah, she doesn't really have a care in the world about who dies or who doesn't. No. Um, let's talk about the action. I guess we've talked yeah. about it a little bit already, but yeah, um, it is very 1970s. Like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's not a. Uh, you're not getting any like John Wick choreography, but um, I think we, I think it's fun. Like it's it, it is. It's not like particularly you know impactful, but it's fun in that like you know early action kind of way where it's a lot of like people running down hallways. Yeah, um, it's a lot of people getting like a big wide punch. Yeah, um, a wallop. <laughs> Uh, somebody getting hit by a bullet and flying 10 feet away. Yeah, um, there was so many times where somebody would get hit and it was very clear that 
like they hadn't judged how far they needed to go or like mm. they were not on their mark correctly because yes. they would like get hit and then kind of like walk and then uh-huh. jump through yes. like a <laughs> window or something. Uh, and I was like, ah, maybe you should have redone that take and had the guy step a little closer to that. Yes. What do I know? There is um, a little bit of, um, if, if you're paying close enough attention, I was kind of looking for it on like the second viewing. There is, it is kind of fun to like look for the stunt people because, oh, yeah. um, especially in this time, like, there weren't a lot of stunt women it was mostly like stunt men so like even though cleo you know is played by a woman to um when she is like doing a stunt it'll like mm-hmm. cut and it's like clearly a man in a wig um <laughs> so it is kind of fun like especially when she's like doing a stunt drive or something it's kind of fun to look for like the ma- like what's clearly a man yeah, in a wig a <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't even think about that um that's pretty funny. That's a fun game to play when you're watching oh, yeah. made before like 2000. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think the action's fun. Oh, it's um, great. It's it it fits this movie very well cuz I yeah. think if it I think if it had been any like more refined, I guess, and like mm-hmm. more like like better choreographed, I don't think it would have fit as well like the tone. Right of the movie and so just having these like big like wallops and kind of just these like goofy sort of moves um mm-hmm. was the right choice even if it was unintentional i think so yeah and there i mean there is something goofy about it but it's like it's goofy in like an endearing sense i guess like yeah um because there's some stuff you watch from this era where you're just like, ah, I don't know if that translates, but yeah, um, I think because it is in that like James Bond, like Kung Fu kind of like super spy genre, um, you can get away with a little bit more like, oh, yeah, um, like I'm trying to think like, like that end fight, like the final battle is kind of like, it's very silly, like it, it takes place in like a junkyard and it's yeah. a lot of people like running and then like turning a corner and somebody's like somehow managed to get on the other side of them. Um, yeah. And then they say like a funny one liner and roundhouse kicked them, um, <laughs> which like in a modern yeah. movie, you probably couldn't get away with. But I think in this era where it's like, it's, it is like that James Bond, like, yeah, you know, thing. Like, it, I think it's fine. I also like how anytime somebody shot a gun, they weren't really aiming. They were just kind of shooting in the general vicinity yeah. of where the person was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there was, I think it was that same scene where the guy was on the rooftop, I think. And I think Cleo like puts her hand just like over the hood of the car, not even mm-hmm. looking. And it's just like shooting wildly. <laughs> but somehow the bullets are still like getting fairly close to the yeah. guy. Uh, and I love, I love that because like, and this happens in like Star Trek and, and two and mm-hmm. like other movies from this time. Like when any, anytime somebody would shoot, they never like aimed. They right. just, they just pointed. Yes. And then, and then fired. Uh, and, and then, which makes people getting hit by it a lot more funny because it's like, okay, you see where they're pointing. Right. Just like move out of the way. <laughs> um yeah i I do like a lot of it is like when they're shooting it's just kind of like from the hip yeah and just kind of firing in like a general direction yeah um which is fun but um yeah i think for the most part the action's good i i can't yeah I, i can't say there's any like sequence that to me stands out as being like particularly amazing but um yeah that's kind of this era like i think a lot of times like with this kind of movie you're kind of watching it like almost for the vibes, you know, like it just has that like feeling that you like remember from this kind of era of movies where it's just like, it's funky and it's goofy, but it's also like got this like great sense of style. Yeah. Um, It's like slick and and fun. And I don't know. It's, it's, I just, I, I get a big kick out of it. I think it's fun. Oh, same. It was, I genuinely, I think I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, start to finish it was just i there was never a moment where i was like 
because that's how I judge if a movie is like good or not is like mm-hmm. if I ever have to like look at my watch or my yeah. phone to be like what time is it is the movie almost over right if I never have to do that it's a good movie yeah um, and this movie just kept me entertained the entire time mm-hmm. um, I love that scene with the kids and like oh, they yeah. like parks Mm-hmm. And they just have like this great little interaction. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool. I I like that too, and it it kind of fits into there is kind of this like story to be told within this movie about like community like coming together, and you know like a community like kind of policing themselves because yeah. there is this idea that like. The, the police system, even though Cleopatra is like, you know, she's got friends in the system, it's still a system that's like not designed for, you know, like the black community. Yeah. And that scene that you're talking about, like, does kind of fit into this idea that, like, especially at this time, you know, this is like the height of like the Black Panthers and, yeah. you know, like black power. Like, yeah. there is this, this theme and this idea of like, you know, black people have to like look out for each other and look out for themselves. And there needs to be this like sense of community, you know, like how do you, you know, build up your own community, right? Like she's this woman in this position of power. Yeah. And, you know, in a lesser movie, that scene would have been her being like, scram kids, get out of here, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's this idea that she's like, you know, give them something to do, you know, pay them, you know, like, yeah let the community kind of police and protect itself. Like I thought right. that, I don't know. I just thought it was cute. And it's like, a it fun, was, it kind yeah, of feeds it, into that larger idea. It, it allows the kids, like it, it shows those kids that like, it's okay to be out here. Even like if your parents aren't around, like right. this is a safe place and like adults are going to like, you know, they're not going to be mean to you or, or weird. Like it, it just reinforces that those kids are in a safe place. Right. Exactly, yeah. And I, I like, too, that, like, there's this, like... I don't know, like, there's, like... Even though, like, Cleo is kind of this, like, governing force, almost. Like, she's part of this bigger thing. Like, she's still, like, tied to her community. And there's, like, yeah. this idea, you know, that, like, even though she is, you know, working for the government or whatever, at the end of the day, she's still, you know, black. And she's still working, you know... Yeah, she, She's never going to lose that part of herself, you know, that's, like tied to this community um which i just think is great like even if you like criticize these movies for like you know having a lot of like negative stereotypes and like you know perpetuating a lot of like bad attitudes about black culture and and the black community like you can't criticize them for not like attempting to have these messages that were like really necessary at the time you know and even now they're still necessary right like the idea oh, of yeah. black community and like ha- like fighting for your rights within the system but also railing against the system right like you know and recognizing that the system is built to oppress you you know like yeah. you know like even even though the there's that you know th- they have their own rehab center and it's these people who are against doing drugs like they're still getting busted by the police and trying right. to be framed for this thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. there is a lot of like layers to these kinds of movies that I think can sometimes get lost. If you're the kind of person who like just thinks of them as these like quirky, like funny, like, like dirty movies, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they, it seems like they require a little bit more critical thinking. Yeah. Uh, which I think is good. Be, having this be the first movie, the mm. black exploitation movie, I I really like the genre. I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, I love there. This has nothing to do with anything. I just remembered it. I love the gratuitous Canada Dry yeah. <laughs> advertisement placement. Yeah, like like every time. Cleo would talk, it would cut and just Canada dry. Yes, I love it. I can see why these films are popular. Um and and I can see what they can do for a community. Um mm-hmm. and so 
yeah, if you get a chance, man, watch more. Yeah, and I think I think if you're listening to this and like you've never seen this kind of movie before, I think Cleopatra Jones is a good like foot in the door because yeah. like I said, you know, it's a little bit like more palatable, I guess, in terms of like the themes are there, but they're not as like harsh. The yeah. language is a little bit easier to parse and like yeah. I watched some other ones. So like I, I watched recently, I watched this movie called Coffee. Uh, okay. It's about C-O-F-F-Y. Um, and that one, even though it's like in a similar vein, it's like way like dirtier, I guess. But in terms of like, like sex stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Like it's a lot of, a lot of like gratuitous nudity and um uh, <laughs> One thing you you're always gonna have to deal with when you when you talk about any kind of movie made in the past is like you you kind of have to like turn off the part of your brain that wants to be like oh you can't you shouldn't say that or you can't do this or like what like you kind of have to take them at face value and then like assess them with a mindset of like you you probably wouldn't or shouldn't make something like this anymore but you have to look at it like with its with the merits of what they were dealing with at the time, you know? Yeah. Um so I think like like I said, like if if you're interested in this genre, I would start with this one because it's a little bit easier to like palette. Um if you like it, then I would start looking into some of the the more uh insane ones. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I think you could start with this one. I think you could start with um there's a movie called Shaft which is uh it's like a private eye like Ooh. crime thriller thing okay um, i think you could watch trouble man um which is uh has a great soundtrack it's it's uh it was um scored by marvin gay um, oh hell so that, yeah that one's good um yeah if, if you're interested in this genre at all there's like there's hundreds of them that you can watch which is pretty cool but yeah, so I agree with you. I I think it's it it's a good way to kind of introduce yourself to to this this idea. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I do you have anything else? Um I'm trying to think. I like that she had a phone in her car. Yes. Just yeah. like a whole landline. I was like trying to figure out how that would even work. And I guess you would have to just hook it up to the antenna. Yeah. You'd have to kind of go through the radio waves. I guess but, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about that sometimes, like, you know, when they had car phones, like, in the 90s and stuff. Yeah. Like, how did they even work? Like, I yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, yeah. Like, pre-cell phone, like, how did you how did you get that to work? But Right. I have to look into it. They had to have just tied it into the, like, the radio wires that go to the antenna. And so when you talk into the phone, it just... Uh-huh goes through as if it was like a radio signal uh and then just bounces to wherever it needs to go yeah oh i guess that makes sense or they just had a really long cable (laughs) people (laughs) driving around cables hanging out the back of their car people tripping all over the place yeah that's probably it actually so back in the day that's what it was it was just a lot of cables yeah Yeah, i don't think i had anything else it was just a solid movie it's a very solid movie it's a good one um it's short. It's it like is. An hour 22 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's very breezy. Yeah. Um, easy breezy lemon squeezy. Easy breezy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Let me look at my notes really quick. Yeah. You stall. Uh, oh, y'all. <clears throat> These. Peanut butter Oreos. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> These things fucking slap. All right. I'm I'm on I'm on number three of these currently. Um if you like peanut butter, fuck these up. They're so good. That's good to know. I tried them at uh at my cousin's house in Nebraska. Shout out cousin Andy. What up, cousin um, Andy? Uh he had them just like laying out on his counter and I was like, are those anyway? Yeah. And I was like can I? And he's like, yeah. And I tried it and I was like, I, that just was like a religious experience. And he's like, yeah. yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, that was my stall. 
Okay, that was good. I got nothing else. Yeah. Um, also, we're not sponsored by Oreo. Um, I just love Oreos. So, not yet. Unless Oreo sponsor us, please. Please, I'm begging you. I can put away like <laughs> a package of Oreos, like oh, so yeah. fast. Like I'm, it's I disgusting. Have, I have to stop myself because I will just yeah. sit and eat the whole thing. Yeah, I literally this morning while I was watching the last half, I went through just a whole whole row of them oh yeah it's, it's so easy to do yeah subconsciously i like finished the last one in that row and i was like oh shit i gotta stop controversial opinion what's up i like the cookie part better than i like the uh the cream part that's valid that is actually very valid in normal oreos mm-hmm. i think i agree with these peanut butter ones, I think I like the cream just a little mm. bit more because it actually, like, it just seems like they just put peanut butter on it. Like, it's not actually like a cream; it's like actually just peanut butter. Well, and it's like actually like as creamy as peanut butter, bro. So good. Well, I gotta I, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you get a chance get them but have your wife hide them because okay. you will eat all of them in one I sitting be- i fully believe that that is what i would do <laughs> um, okay we've, we've come to the end yeah um so uh what would you rate it out of 10 um how many peanut butter oreos out of 10 would you oh, give it 7.8 hell yeah all right 7.8 what, what what's your um, reasoning? Reasoning, uh, you know, product of its time. There were some moments where they said some of the some unfortunate slurs. Uh, <laughs> that was a little jarring. Um, yeah, the action. While I understand it was the seventies, I was like, I could have lasted a little longer and been a little bit more believable. Yeah. Um, and then some of the dialogue was. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I overall, like I said, I had a great time. I thought it was fun. Um, and so yeah, seven point eight. Okay, I'm right there with you. I think for me, this is like a good like seven point five. I think. Okay. Like, like you said, you know, it's it's a product of its time, so I can only give it so much. Yeah. But that being said, like it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an easy watch. Like I said, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and like the other thing is like I've seen much worse. I like oh, a yeah. much worse that has come out recently. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, like, I, go, go ahead. Like we watched Mexican American. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like it's good. It's it's hard to really like, mm-hmm. you know, be like, oh, that was a terrible movie because we've seen terrible. I think that's the worst thing <laughs> we're ever gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like we have to watch his entire filmography just to really make sure because oh, i he might have made something worse he might have i don't know if i want to <laughs> even go down that road but oh god no um, I, I would rather eat glass oh yeah um actually i mean i, I don't really want to spoil it but i do have our next bad movie okay uh, ready to go okay um so um, but yeah, like I said, seven seven point five out of ten. I think it's yeah. great. Um, it's easy to watch. It is. Uh, it's, it's only an hour and a half. Um, I think it's not the best example of the genre, but I think it's a good way to get into the genre. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, if if this is the kind of thing that that sounds interesting to you, give it a shot. If it doesn't wrap you in the first ten minutes, then you know, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. So go check it out. Um, yep. If you're uh, watching this, listening to this, and you want to keep up with us, um, next time we will be talking about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, So you can look forward to that next time. Uh, In between that, we'll have a bonus episode that you can check out. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Um, Mm Yeah. If you like this episode, uh, what should they do? Uh, thumbs up. Five stars. Maybe write us a, a nice little note. Yes. Uh, you can email us. Absolutely. At vivalaction at gmail.com. Yeah, sure can. 
you could message us on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell your friends and family about us. Tell your dog about us. Yes. Your grocer. Yes. Your barber. Yes. Uh, your neighbor. Your local pimp. Your yeah, your local pimp. Um, uh, your congressman. Yes, call your congressman. Right. Tell him to listen. <laughs> um. <laughs> if you can get in touch with the president, Mr. Joe yes. Biden. Yeah. Let him know. Yeah, let him know. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. Tell. Tell. Let's see. It's it's almost Easter when we're recording this. So no Jesus. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Jesus is about to come back. Let him yeah, know. Yeah. So when he gets uh, back, just let him know real quick. <laughs> Uh, um, the Easter Bunny, obviously. Yes. Um, the end of this joke. Hopefully, you should tell it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well um, but yeah, that's that's the episode. So uh, you can find me uh, within the leafy green comfort of an iceberg lettuce, and you'll find Grayson. Um, going to town on a package of Oreos. <laughs> going to town on a package of Oreos at the back of a Walmart parking lot. Yep. Uh, that's been the episode. Bye. Bye. Uh, like, hold on. I got to stop recording. <laughs> you, got <it. laughs> you got it. You got it. Manage recording. Stop recording. Stop recording.